Coming to you live from the Chamber of Haunters studios, this is Haunting You. I am your host, Leslie Reed. And I'm Keone Hutton. Welcome back to Haunting You, everyone. We have had a really exciting April. Lots of cool stuff has happened. We had a lot of fun. We're building props. We're making tutorial videos. It's been a lot of fun, but oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> yes, uh, that uh, seems to be going around. Indeed. So we are now halfway to Halloween. Uh, April is about our six-month point. We're now at the end of April. It's May 1st, or at least it will be by the time the podcast actually comes out. <laughs> and so we are halfway through our prep season, which means it is time to get to work. Weather is getting nice, and I'm finally able to get out and start painting and building and doing all those things that are really difficult to do in my show of a garage the rest of the year. I now have space I, I can spread out. How, and, how, how many how many cars can fit in your garage at the moment? Um, negative cars can fit in my garage right now. Like it's not even zero. <laughs> it's negative. <laughs> and the garage doors close. They do close. They absolutely okay. do close. Uh, but trying like. I was thinking about it today. We are like I really want to incorporate part of the garage for our walkthrough, so mm-hmm. we can put some of our more sensitive props undercover and and such. Controlled environment. Controlled environment, all of that. I don't know where I'm going to put all this in order to do that. <laughs> so what you're saying is you need to build a bigger shed. I need a bigger shed. That is exactly what I'm saying. And we just talked to the Amish. Unfortunately, it was not about sheds. It was about chairs. Ah. The chairs are good, but what I really need is a shed. Unfortunately, what my wife really needs is not a shed. (laughs) No, she needs a garage space. No, she needs chairs. She doesn't care about the garage space. She just needs chairs. Oh, well, that's because you guys don't have hail. True statement. (laughs) True statement. (laughs) So anyway, I need more space is what that is the major takeaway here and i'm sure all of us can relate to that so listeners if you have any tips about ways to find more space i'm already doing a lot like my entire crypt is broken up into pieces and hid underneath the deck i've got that but if you have suggestions on ways to find more space (laughs) i'm all ears because i need more space but anyway so we want to today talk about really dive down into the layout that we want to create uh, we kind of have our storyline flushed out. I want to flush it out a little bit more. Look at the specific rooms that we're going to be trying to build, as well as the scares that go into those rooms, and then use that to actually start building the layout. And once I have the layout on paper, I'll be able to figure out how much materials we need to actually build this thing. And on then this one, I'm actually going to recommend, as John does, and I'm going to recommend theft because holy. Prices are obscene. Holy Like, so totally not haunt related, but I was going to get lumber for just projects around the house, and I needed 2x4s. 2x4s used to cost like $3.20 or $3.50. They're over $7 right now for a freaking 8-foot 2x4. Holy Like, how does any haunt afford this right now? So yeah, they 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 don't. I'm getting or, much closer to recommending theft. Yeah, no, we we were we were gonna do the same thing. We were gonna get um wood and just plywood and, and stuff to do a uh, storage cabinet for our garage. And uh, you know we had done Alan had done all the calculations and it was all gonna be you know hundred bucks max. Yeah, two hundred two hundred fifty bucks later we're like okay yeah we're not doing this right now. This is ridiculous. <laughs> right. Oh, so I was at an estate sale just a couple weeks ago, and 
okay, I have to bring this up because this is very relevant to what we're just talking about. I found a cool auction site called Maxold, M-A-X-S-O-L-D, and it is a estate. <laughs> why are you laughing at me? It is an estate. <laughs> what? As your door opens, we're oh, on yeah. a hot podcast, and it's just a question of who or what is uh, coming in, come to in. Like they you. just, yeah, they just didn't even come in. They just opened the door and stared at me <laughs> creepily. My children are. My children are going to make excellent haunt actors in a few years. Your children are your children. My children are my children. There's no doubt they are mine. Sorry, carry on. (laughs) So we're on a haunt podcast, and I can see you. It's like every classic haunt movie or horror movie where you're looking at something at the door behind them, just (laughs) stupid, and they're completely oblivious. It's great. Oh, exactly. Anyway, thank you, Les. But anyway, so I found this auction site called Maxold, M-A-X-S-O-L-D. Uh, there are, they've got auctions in a bunch of places around the country, but I focus on Maryland, Virginia, D.C., because that's where I am. And so, but anyway, they have been freaking awesome. I am picking up stuff, like, for a few dollars uh, that I'm able to flip. But what happened at this last auction was absolutely killer. So I had purchased, like a bookcase and I don't remember I, I purchased a couple of things but I get there and I'm like hey I'm curious uh, did anything not sell that you're taking offers on pick up more stuff cheap and you know so I picked up a coffee table that way and then I'm talking to the owner the owner of the house not like the owner of the house that they're selling the estate from um, the he's the son of the deceased I'm like well I'm really interested in or I'm building a haunted house and so I'm looking for anything that I can use for that and he's like Oh, well, I've got a whole bunch of lumber down here. Would you like to take a look? Yes, yes, I would. (laughs) So he takes me down, and he's got a stack of, like, quarter-inch plywood. Holy shit, that's exactly what I need. Some three-eighths plywood and some three-quarter plywood. And I'm like, uh, so I'm interested in, like, one, two, three, these seven sheets right here that look like they're the the full sheets. They were not all the full sheets, but it worked out okay. But anyway, so he's like, okay, well... Uh, how about five bucks each? Done! <laughs> are you kidding? Oh. <laughs> you have any idea what these are going for right now? Yes, I will oh buy for gosh. five bucks each. Holy moly. Um, so I got them for five bucks each. I also got a whole bunch of metal, just metal pieces like angle iron and, mm, and such mm-hmm. that I'm using to build a prop. Hint, hint, sneak peek, uh, more to follow on that. So I got a bunch Watch of materials. Social media. Indeed. What is our social media? Yeah, we'll come back to that. Uh, let me finish my story. But I got all of this for like 50 bucks. And then, because it's quarter, or I got this one piece that was three quarter inch plywood and it had like a two foot by two foot section cut out of it. But otherwise, a full four by eight sheet with just a two, fi- two by two section missing. Drop panels here? No, not for three quarter. Three quarter's too thick. Mm, okay. But I've now taken that three quarter and I put it back on Facebook Marketplace for thirty bucks because that's a fifty dollar <laughs> piece of plywood. So I'm going to make back most of the money I got or I spent on the wood by selling this one piece of wood. <laughs> so I cannot emphasize this enough. Go freaking check out estate sales because lumber isn't freaking expensive, and you will you will not be able to put on a haunt at the current. prices. You will not prices. be able to put on a haunt at the current prices unless you have a whole lot of money or a whole lot more money than most of us do. But go check out Estate Sales. EstateSales.net is where I find most of mine. If you find one, anyone that is selling woodworking tools, chances are there's going to be wood there as well. So great way to pick up materials on the cheap. 
especially right now because holy shit, no one can afford the wood. Anyway, oh, I went off on a crazy ass tangent and now I've completely forgotten where we are. Layout! That's what we're layout. talking about today. We, we want to talk layout and story and all of those story. things. So let's dive in. If you listened to, well, if you've been a longtime listener, about two years ago, episode number 13, that is where we initially flushed out the layout that we wanted to use for this haunt. And then a whole bunch of shit got in the way and we never got to use it. This year, we're finally going to use it. So, or at least part of it. Or at least part of it. A lot has changed in two years. We've learned a lot of things. We have... Uh, picked up some new props. We have new, some new scares. So I want to take what we had built in episode 13, flush it out a little bit more, rearrange if we need to, and uh, set up the layout that we want to use this year right here live on the podcast. Because once again, this podcast is all about teaching. It's all about learning and really whatever muck-ups we get into, you guys get a front row seat. Exactly. We want we are using this podcast as a way to show everybody who listens how we do it. And then you can take what we do, twist it, make it work for you, learn from our mistakes. Uh, and if you see something you really like, incorporate it into your own and hopefully get something good out of it that way. So let's talk real quick about what rooms we had designed as well as what scares uh, we intended to use in those rooms. And then we can, as we go, I think we'll... Uh, We'll make our modifications. Yes. So are last, you going to note the no modifications, or do you want me to note the modifications? I've got our our um, I've got our thing up, so I will. Okay. I'll be taking notes as we go. Perfect. Can't disturb your knitting. Yes. Need need sharpony objects. <laughs> exactly. So less because I think this is your favorite character of all time. Who do we have as the first character that our guests will encounter? The first character... Well, this is actually kind of a two-part thing. So we have a creepy girl patient. Do we want to have her be kind of floating around before we get the porcelain doll? Do we want to split the characters? Because porcelain doll is definitely going to be older than creepy girl. Oh, so you're thinking so these, these are actually two of, different characters now. I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking these are two different characters. Yeah, so we, we, when we had originally designed this room, we had talked about it being a creepy little girl. And because, let's be honest, what is creepier than a creepy little girl? And Not much. Not much. Not much. But as we were talking about the creepy little girl, uh, we were talking about you know having a whole bunch of porcelain dolls on the bed, and then, ooh, the girl could think she's a porcelain doll. Ooh, that's why she's in the asylum. Oh, holy crap! We have a really good backstory for this character. Yes. So that's where the this uh, this character came about. But now you're talking about breaking that up. And... Yes. So what I'm thinking is we start to pull from the stories that I wrote, where the first encounter mm. is actually Catherine. The voice said it was saving me from the fate of this place, but there was no saving me. Yeah, yeah. Catherine... So Catherine is the creepy girl with the teddy bear and the noisemaker with the pigtails and wandering around the haunt or wandering around the asylum based on this pl the story that I wrote. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. first encounter is Catherine and then you get she leads the she leads you or scares you down to the room with the porcelain doll. I kind of like that. 
we had so I kind of like that. So that kind of ties into things that we've already done and ties into kind of the asylum's history. And we still get the, the porcelain doll. And Catherine can either continue to be a ghost or we can find another way to either have an actor. But I think I think with Catherine, she can either be a ghost or an actor. I think there's some flexibility there. Mm-hmm. Porcelain doll definitely needs to be an actor. Agreed. Agreed. So, creepy girl, she could be a hallusion. Yes. Actually, I kind of like this. I kind of like that as an idea. We we set it up with either doing like a Pepper's ghost or mm-hmm. or the hallusion as the first thing that they encounter, and then we use, the porcelain doll has our teddy bear noise maker. And then maker. It's, it's the tangible. It, yeah, exactly. Kind of. Okay. Oh, everything's gonna be. Hallusion, everything is going to be pepper, you know, not real. And then you get the porcelain doll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Creepy Girl Hallusion is room one. Porcelain doll is room two. The big scare with the, the porcelain doll, they'll walk in the room. She is behind them, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll use... Uh, they'll hear, like, the, the sound effect of a closing door... door. And then she hits them with her uh, her teddy bear sound effect, uh, and yes. they're surrounded by porcelain dolls that I have been collecting again from estate sales. <laughs> I think I have fifteen right now. Like, okay, we're well, making good can, progress. If I can remember to get the ones from my mom, I have a childhood collection of porcelain dolls. They're freaking my children out. It's wonderful. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Are they still enjoying their um, April Fool's joke? Is that still moving around the house? No, well, no. He's been uh, safely put away in the closet for now. Their closet? No, my no, a different <laughs> closet. <laughs> uh, okay, so creepy girl Hallusion, followed by porcelain doll in room two, who's got the teddy man, and we need to mark that. That is going to be an actor. Actor. Okay. Moving on. So the next couple rooms we have, we had a lobotomy patient, we have a Utica crib, and we have our electroshock therapy room. Yes. I have been inspired by a company called VFX. Mm -hmm. Yes. 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 And I'm going to talk about them a couple of times uh, in this episode. VFXcreates.com. I came across this company during Fear Expo, and they have some of the coolest props I have ever seen. My favorites are their attack line puppets. <laughs> Check out the show notes because there is a link to uh, this company in the show notes, and you can see the attack line puppets. And what these are are puppets that you wear on your body, uh, and the one that I have now bought, thank you, Scare, uh, Fear Expo. The one that I bought is Psych Ward Sally, who is a, a dressed up as an asylum patient who is wrapped around a doctor. Her arms is grasping her chest, her legs are wrapped around his waist, and the doctor is puppeteering her with his right arm. He is a fake right arm. Uh, that is up and like defending away, trying to defend against her, while uh, his actual right arm is puppeteering Sally herself. It is such a cool effect. I bought one. I cannot wait for it to get here because we are going to use this later in 
uh, in the asylum as the haunt transitions from asylum to zombie apocalypse. This is going to be mm-hmm. what starts that transition. It's going to be awesome. But one of their newest products is the Flow Wheelchair Lunger. Picture a wheelchair that has a doctor pushing it, and there's a patient inside. Uh, the patient is looking down at her lap. Her, she has long black hair that uh, drapes down over the front of her, and uh, she's wearing, like, patient's, uh, patient scrubs. Out of freaking nowhere, a head pops out of the middle of her chest through the hair and lunges at you. Ha, alien. Just like freaking alien! Xenomorph. I love it! Xenomorphs. And it's so, like, it's such a straightforward scare. It's a scissor mechanism that is attached with a head attached mm-hmm. to the end of it. Uh, you put a pedal on the back of the wheelchair so that the doctor just has doctor. to step on it and it uh, extends out. Mm-hmm. I can build this. So, remember that metal I talked about finding at the estate sale the other day? Uh, I'm building a scissor mechanism with that. And I found a wheelchair at a different auction, so I have a wheelchair now. Freaks my dog out. I'm really amused by that. I think it might be haunted. She spazzes at the weirdest thing. She does spaz at the weirdest thing. The wheelchair is either haunted or she's a complete spaz. Both are equally likely. Yes. But anyway, so I am building one of these, and I am recording my building process. There will be a YouTube video when it is done so that everyone can see how I did it, and if you want to build your own, you can. But it's only $950 through vfxcreates.com. So if you have $1,000 you want to drop, that may be an option for you (laughs) if you don't want to try to build it yourself. Anyway, I have this wheelchair lunger that I think we need to incorporate. But I'm not totally sure where to incorporate it. So we have... Now i got to go back. So we've got our creepy little girl, Hallusion, uh, very low-level scare. Porcelain mm-hmm. doll, it's going to be a little bit more of a scare. I think I know where I would put it. Where do you think you would put it? I would put it with the Utica crib. Like with the Utica crib? So Utica crib, actors locked inside, screaming incoherently. Right. That's, that, that's your low-level eerie agreed it's eerie it's not a scare doctor comes in with wheelchair and patient and that's the scare so have two utica cribs one is filled one is empty act like the doctor is going to try and put the patient into the second utica crib and then when through that process patient xenomorphs i I, (laughs) xenomorphs nice i kind of like that i don't I don't love the two Utica cribs just because I don't think I have room for two Utica well, cribs. Yeah, space is going to be a Space is catch. a catch. Always. Um, but I kind of like yeah. the idea of using the Utica crib as the distraction. Mm-hmm. Doctor comes in and we get the scare that way. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of where I would I would put it. So we still need just one actor for the Utica crib room. Mm-hmm. If we had more space and could put in false doors, I would just have the act this this actor with the just roaming around the halls, <laughs> like, <laughs> sneaking through and like coming out of nowhere. And... That's the action we could. I mean, there's no reason we couldn't do that. Instead, I mean that that's that's kind of the other option is you know I, I think the big one there is space. 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 And and how do you get them to roam around without taking up? your walking space and yeah you know, yeah that, no that's like, that's a really would, good point i don't think we're gonna have the space to, like th- this is something that like a giant place like 
Fear Factory <laughs> could definitely do something like this if they ever wanted to, because you you have all those you know side passages for actors to move between areas. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think we're going to have enough space to have those kind of areas. Mm-hmm. But we'll see what happens. Okay, so we have the Utica crib. Sounds like someone will have a dummy inside. Not an actor. Mm-hmm. It'll be a dummy locked inside, screaming incoherently. And then, so we just need Utica crib. They're dressed in patient scrubs. And actually, this might be a good place to have... Remember the exorcist prop we bought from Carlos Rivas up in Baltimore? Yes. She might yes. be a good one to put in the Utica crib. Mm-hmm. I just hook up a, some screaming sound effects for her, and I think I think that'll mm-hmm. be good. So that's yep. that's good. Let's uh, let me. What's her name from The Exorcist? I forget. Um, Reagan. Reagan. That's her name. Reagan. I just, How do you not remember that? That's, that's your... exactly my niece is named Reagan. I feel really bad now. <laughs> I'm gonna tell your brother on you. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, so <laughs> Reagan is locked inside, screaming incoherently. And then we have... Does Reagan want to be in a haunted house? No, she's not ready for that yet. Okay. <laughs> but picture the ring girl. Like, uh-huh. my niece would make a perfect ring girl. She's got the long, dark hair, the dead eyes. Like, she would freaking mm-hmm. nail it. <sighs> anyway, I'll keep dreaming. So our Reagan prop... How old is she? Is that what you asked? Yeah. Five. Okay. Reagan Prop is locked inside, screaming incoherently, and then we'll have the... We have a Dr. Actor pushing wheelchair prop. Yes. Cool. Okay. Uh, I want to back up real quick, because we skipped over the lobotomy patient. We did. I feel like... Well, we've got a problem here. We need, we need to add something in between. So we've got creepy little girl okay. hall illusion. Low um, porcelain doll brings it up. Hi. Lobotomy patient was supposed to be a really high scare. Okay, so we need, need something to moderate. And then Utica crib now I think is going to be a higher level mm-hmm. scare. So I think we need something in between here. Yeah. Or we bring the lobotomy patient down, which may not. I think the be a lobotomy patient can come down like that's definitely i think that one's one that we can do that can be done high or low mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we can either have that play on what our audience is at any given time so the way i'm picturing this room working is because i don't so we originally had it planned so that they would crash into a, little, a bloody bath mat, leave a bloody splatter on the bloody mm-hmm. bla- bath mat. And so I don't want patrons in the room with the actor. So what I'm thinking is we put the, like, for lack of a better word, a cage in the middle of a space and have the patrons walk around it. Okay. And so it's, like, open on all sides. They just see this person in Mm -hmm. the cage, opened on all sides. But then I don't see a good way to make the bloody bath mat work in that situation. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember seeing that mask where the piece of the head fell off? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you remember where that mask came from? I tagged you on it in Facebook. Yeah, I'd have to look back through my tags, but I I can do that. I don't know that I want to spend the money for that, but if we could do something similar, similar. where a piece of the head falls off and we just do it with like a prosthetic mm-hmm. uh, or something, then 
I think we could, I think that would work really well. And that would bring it down. Just seeing a piece of his head fall off. Mm-hmm. Again, freaky, oh. but it's not the uh, the jumps. This, it's not a jump scare. Oh, this is going to be a pain in the butt to try and find because there's no search function. Yeah, of course not. That's okay. We right. I will. I can do some. We'll, we'll we'll find something. Uh, so piece of head falls off, and then we get into the Utica crib room. This is going to be room number four, where we have Utica crib acting as a distraction, and then our doctor actor pushing the wheelchair and gets a good scare. Yep. Okay. From there, we're moving into, or we have the electroshock therapy room next. And this, again, I think we need something in between because that is probably going to be, that is going to be a well, huge scare. Well, because the, the vibrating floor. That's the vibrating the, floor. You got your Jacob's Ladder. You, this, is, this is also kind of a big room. This is your operating theater. Exactly. Exactly. So I think we need something in between. And again, bringing it bringing it way down. Mm-hmm. So this might be a good place to incorporate a. What else do we have? Well, this might be one where we use audio or another ghost. We could incorporate a ghost here. So again, tying this back to the stories that we've already done, tying this back to the 2020 haunt. Mm-hmm. This would be something either a ghost audio find a way to do a shadow projection of the monster that killed Charity. Ooh. I saw the shape outlined against the fire that had broken out in its wake. It was too tall for a human, too gaunt. The joints were bent wrong, but there was something, something about its eyes burning through the dark that screamed of humanity lost. This, this was a monster of the new world. I, I kind of like this. So... In 2020, just flashback for our listeners who have not heard all of our episodes. In 2020, because of COVID, we decided not to do a walkthrough haunt, and instead we did a drive-by haunt where we had the ghosts of four of the patients who lived in Sanguine Creek Estates tell the stories of how they died. And the very first one, her name was Charity, and uh, she was a uh, one of the early settlers uh, who came to America back in the like 1600s. And her entire settlement, which was built on this land where Sanguine Creek Estates is, was her entire settlement was wiped out by a quote unquote creature of the new world. And I love the idea of that creature being our final scare. Mm-hmm. We have been trying to incorporate or we've been trying to kind of build that character using uh, the stilt work um, so this, this is the stilt walker this, this is our stilt walker character that we're we're still trying to uh, to flush out but I I love the idea of that being our final scare mm-hmm. so your idea of kind of hearkening back to it here earlier in the haunt planting that seed in their it's mind. just this, this silhouette image that they walk by. It's a flash, like, lit window projection on a wall. Mm-hmm. And then that shape moves across. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that is very doable. That's something that I think we could create. So this is actually going to be room five now. Projection of 
Do we have a name for this creature? I have not created one. Give me five minutes to pull my notes from Silhouette, and I can give you one. Okay, take your take your time. Because I've um, no, I've I've got like fifteen hundred monsters in Silhouette, so switching that over to something that we can use should not be too difficult. I mean, kind of the the original idea was um, kind of a, a basis of a wind of a, uh, Wendigo. Mm-hmm. But there's certainly no reason that it can't be mixed with half a dozen other monster traditions and independent monsters that I've created for Silhouette, because why not? There you go. Uh, so after the Uticrib, we'll just have a projection of the Wendigo on the wall. On that note, somewhere in here, one of the things I picked up this year was a Spectral Illusions melting portrait. And I want to just incorporate the melting por- melting portrait in here somewhere. Okay. But that I can stick really in any hallway. Okay, so we have our Wendigo on the wall, and then um, that will bring them into, or the next place they'll go into is the electroshock therapy room. They walk into an operating theater. There's a Jacob's Ladder up on the wall. There is a guy sitting in the sitting in an electric chair, and they throw the switch. He gets electrocuted, and the vibrating floor goes off, and everybody else feels the vibrations of the electric chair as well. Big scare. We're definitely going to need an actor here, uh, although I think the person in the chair could be a dummy. In fact, I already have said dummy. I just need to find a way to animate him. Getting into pneumatics this year. Very exciting. With that, I think it is an excellent opportunity to take a break. Let's hear from our sponsors, if we have any at this time, and then we can get right back to Okay, so we've got a projector of the Wendigo. We get into the electroshock therapy room. Big scare. And then how do we bring it down again? So we're moving them from that. So we've got the next one is the doctor getting eaten. Right. And this is where I was thinking about using that VXF puppet. Um, Mm -hmm. We just have the doctor in the hallway being attacked by a patient Mm -hmm. who's kind of zombified. Right. Do we need something in between, though? I don't think so. I think, I think, because our, our the the room after that is a morgue, and that's kind of more of a basic startle scare. So if mm-hmm. we do two two hards in a row, and then kind of drop it back down to the morgue, I think that'll still be okay. Because I, I don't want it like you also don't want it to be high, low, high, because then you start to expect that. True. Now that, that, that that's a fair point. Expectation of um, that type of oscillation. So if we did electroshock and then the doctor, that kind of double whammy, I think kind of prevents this from being quite so predictable. Mm-hmm. No, that, that's a really good point. I've also got a drop panel that I need to, or that I want to incorporate in here somewhere before we get to the morgue. Okay. Because it's going to be behind like a portrait. And once we get into the basement, I think it'll mm-hmm. be out of place. Yes. I think, if, so what do you want? Just drop panel to reveal what? Well, that's the thing. Like, we can put, well, it has to be an actor because the drop panel is, can they only be triggered. It. Yeah, like it can only yeah. be triggered and reset by a person. I am not sophisticated enough to have an automatic one. Yet. Yet. We'll get there one day. But 
I think we had talked about having like a patient who got lost behind the walls. Okay. Do you remember yeah. that? Having that discussion I do, some time I do. ago? So I think if we did, if we wanted to do a drop in a, a lighter scare, I think, yeah, doing the drop panel here of a patient being, I'm lost, I'm lost, help me, where do I go? Where obviously they can't go anywhere. Because they're stuck behind the walls. Because they're stuck behind the walls. Patient lost behind walls. Okay, so that's an easy one. That's an easy scare, easy easy costuming. They just need you know, mm-hmm. generic gown. Gown, that's exactly. Dirty, ripped. Dirty, scratches, ripped up gown. Gaunt face, which again, thanks to Fear Expo. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting a airbrush kit finally. Hooray! So I will have to teach myself how to use that instead of using my fancy makeup. From Cal Vest. By the West. way, yes, who is offering killer discounts on his all of his makeup props or all Which of his makeup I say equipment? Many, many thanks, because otherwise this would have been a something that we would not be getting for a while. Indeed, indeed, very exciting. So uh, we'll have the drop panel actor there after the electroshock therapy, and then they guess encounter a doctor uh, who's getting eaten by something that looks half zombie. Yes, perfect. So. One thing here with size of available space and constraints of reality. I reject your reality and substitute my own. We've talked in the past about doing the first half, the pre-zombie and just the strict asylum, Mm -hmm. and then doing the zombie maybe next year. Sure. Are we still thinking about that, or do you want to try and do all... Okay. I think because we've had so much time to work on this, I've been collecting props, I've been collecting materials. I think we can go ahead and do like 10 most rooms. I think we can do most of this this year. Okay. And so I'd like to try, see how far we get, and as far as we get is as far as we get. Okay, perfect. So with that in mind, just from a what do we need to do to adjust if reality bites us in the ass midway through. Essentially, if we had to cut off rooms, we need to make sure that whatever we cut off, we're not leaving things feeling like they're unfinished. Right, right. So that might not be a discussion for this podcast, but definitely I think for... Something to keep in the back of our mind. (laughs) You know, okay, how do we... We have to end after the morgue. Okay, the morgue is one of our minor scares. Okay, what do we do to kick that up to make that a, f- a final. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of something for us to keep in mind is, you know, how do we use the haunting you method? How do we use what we've learned to make these changes on the fly as, you know, in, in the cases of reality kicking in and us having to do something different? Yeah, good points. We can, let, let's keep that in the back of our heads and we'll reevaluate in a couple of months, see where we're at in our process. And if we have to make a drastic change at that point, we still have time to do so. Okay, so now we're moving into the morgue. This was going. Uh, our intent here was just to have a bunch of tables with bodies underneath. We see those bodies are all covered by sheets. Some of the sheets are moving as things are kind of starting to reanimate a little bit. But it's creepy. But there's. Um, but the. It's it's basically just designed for a simple startle scare. Yep. Where. Things are moving around, but all of a sudden, one of the bodies under the sheet sits up. 
Exactly. And that's one we can do either with an actor or potentially without. Um, we could maybe just do that as an animatronic as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, one of them sits up. Perfect. On to the next room. So where is it? Where are we? We're on basically scare number nine. Yep. And then number ten. When once bodies come out of the morgue, where do they go to? The crematorium. I've already actually started pulling together some stuff to start building the crematorium. I'm really excited. Uh, so I bought a charred corpse off a guy off Facebook. I think he scammed me and ran away with my $200. I'm annoyed, but there's not a whole lot I can do about it. I'm still trying to track him down to see if I can get my prop or my money back. I'm, we'll see what you happens. You run it through PayPal? Um, how did I pay? I forget. If you did it through PayPal, they might you might be able to use their um, recovery. It's not great, but... Yeah, I don't remember. I'll have to double check. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, crematorium. We've got a charred corpse crawling out of the incinerator. And then... So where are we going to put the crematorium? The crematorium is going to end up being inside the garage, probably. Because... It's the only way you can have something coming off the ceiling. Well, no, it's not. Really? We've got... So on the side of my driveway, I've got a double French door from the apartment over the garage mm. that mm-hmm. opens into nothing. It's not clear why it opens into nothing, but there's nothing there. As if the previous owner had thought about building a deck and they just never got around to it. Like, that's the kind I'm of I'm guessing setup. it's that. But my thought is I get a scaffolding that we put out in the middle, and then we can have a walkway connecting the apartment Mm. to said scaffolding, and then we can have, like, those puppets that we saw at HauntCon Mm -hmm. that hang down uh, and then can be operated that way. That can be... And then we can have a couple of those um, throughout, just easy startle scares that we can Mm -hmm. litter throughout. So just somebody standing above and dropping things. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So we do have that um, to... I want to drop body parts. We could do that. We could totally do that. I actually kind of like that idea because I have some body parts. Anyway. I want to do that. (laughs) Uh, Okay, moving on. (laughs) So crematorium, charred corpse is crawling out of the incinerator. Uh, That's a dummy. That's just going to be a simple animatronic. Um, Mm -hmm. The scare in that room, I kind of like the idea of dropping a zombie on them. We still uh-huh. That was what we had originally had. Yep, we have somebody up there like we just basically zombie puppet that is dropped down with... Touch uh, the top of the head. Yeah, drop them down, pull them back up, and it's and it's nice and easy. Okay, so that that's an easy one. Who do we know that knows how to do puppetry? Like string puppets? I was a puppeteer for three years in middle school. There you go. Yeah. I know, I know something. Oh, yeah. Our listeners couldn't hear. I was raising my hand. I did puppetry <laughs> uh, when I was in middle school for three years, and I still remember most of it. There was not a lot of marionette work, but for what we're trying to do here, it's not really marionette work. No, no. I mean, it'd be really cool to be able to do some marionette work with it, but is that's also a time or somebody who's really, really good and can do a lot in, like, Two seconds. Yeah, I, I don't think we can we can make that happen. But having something that we can just grab Knock with down. a couple of hands, stick down on top of them, wah, and then bring it back up, um, that's that's very doable. So then they leave the crematorium, and then we 
Uh, they got to the holding cells. Holding cells is where our patient Zero uh, had been locked up, but he ended up busting out. So we have a broken cell. There were sparks flying and uh, a couple more cells that have people in various stages of zombification. One's clawing at the fence, and it's just our simple electric fence prop. So there's sparks flying off as their... My Harley prop. Their clawing. My Harley fence. Your Harley fence, exactly. So then they need to get out. And the way we had them getting out was uh, coming out of the cellar and emerging into the graveyard. And I managed to get my hands on a whole bunch of burlap from a estate sale again. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to build like a cave with that burlap. So that's uh, what they're using to get out. And then they're so this. So this is a part I think we need to do some rearranging. We're going to have. Or I, we had talked about putting, like, a mass grave, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And coming out of my garage, there is a 4-foot-wide, 10- or 12-foot-long um, deck that I think would make a perfect bridge for that mass grave. Okay. So they can actually look over the side. Mm-hmm. Down below, we'll have body parts scattered and mannequins, and um, that will be our mass grave. Okay. But th- so they go f- to the mass grave and then into the graveyard because now they're outside the garage and um, so they come along this way and then I want to bring them along here and out this way. Okay. So this is a nice gradual sloped hill that I think would be a perfect exit. We this could be decorated as a graveyard. Mm-hmm. People come up through here. There's a path that goes around these trees, and then they're basically back out at the at the start, start, right? So they come up through here where the trees are. This is where our Wendigo is hiding mm-hmm. and chases them out across across the graveyard. Yep. So they're so that's where I want. I think we should get them. So they enter here. Mm-hmm. This is all maze. This is all maze. They go in through a side door here. More maze in here. They come out through the back door here, across, out, and then through the graveyard and chased out. Right? Yep. That that's my general idea. This is the perfect place for our um, our mass grave. Yep. And then they have to end up at the graveyard somehow. Mm-hmm. So maybe we flip rooms ten and eleven. What was ten and eleven? That's the graveyard and the mass graves. Definitely yes. We de- the mass grave needs to come first. Okay. So we'll do that real quick. Flip those two. Mass grave has to come first, and then the um the cave we're going to build. I get I guess we end up putting it inside the garage. Okay. And actually that will that will kind of work because that's kind of a tight space because I've got lots of everywhere everywhere. Um, but we can make a corridor using that burlap mm-hmm. to um to get them out. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I've been stuck on that idea for a while. That's why I wanted to talk this out with you. Yeah. No, I think that's a good kind of a way to manage the space that we have and adjust scares to what's available. Mm-hmm. Okay, so crematorium, the prison, and then the exit are all going to be in the garage. Okay. That's, that's helpful for me. Okay. And then the mass grave will be on the uh, deck out of garage. Mm-hmm. And then the graveyard is the grass. Which is easy enough to do because we've already set up 
graveyard will just expand it over to that side of your yard. And I, yes, I intend to leave the graveyard that we built last year pretty much as is because I still want to use that all throughout the month of October to help us build hype. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I picked up another, like, I don't know, 25 gravestones, again, from Carlos Rivas. Shout out. Uh, nice. That's going to be uh, what I'll be using for our other graveyard. Okay, so they get up into the graveyard. Our graveyard is, um, we've got zombies trying to emerge from the graves. Dirt's rising up and down. Limbs are coming out. Where's the torso over here? A zombie pops up uh, to do a startle, so we need at least one actor there. All just kind of chasing them forward until they encounter the Wendigo. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be a patient. It's not actually going to be patient zero they encounter. It's going to be the Wendigo. Yeah. And we can also tweak this again as, as we move forward with deciding, you know, okay, patient zero being a part of it. And maybe it's, it's a combination mm-hmm. where yes, there's a man-made monster, but this land is not safe anyway, even without that. The, the spirit that haunts this land found patient zero that was created by the doctor and possessed it to him into a snack <laughs> uh, possessed this ultimate body that the doctor has created and is now wreaking havoc uh, throughout yep so there, there's definitely some some ways that we can play with the mythology that we've been creating and the storyline that we've written yep. and kind of bringing them together into a haunt exactly so, what is our next step? Now that we have flushed, so we flushed out 15 different scares that we're going to build into the haunt. <laughs> John's going to have a heart attack when he hears all that. I know. So, let me take a quick look. We have one actor, animatronics. Uh, we probably need an actor here. Nope, I take it back. That is not gonna, there's not going to be an actor there. That's just scenic. There's an actor here, though. So, one, two, three, four, four. Five, six, seven, eight. I'm seeing nine actors that we need. Okay. We may need to make some changes to that. I don't know if we're going to get nine actors. I don't know. That'll depend on how many people we can kidnap. Yeah, so uh, the recruiting effort starts now. (laughs) (laughs) And how many coworkers can you get? I don't know yet. I'm going to start reaching out to people, though, and see if there's any interest in uh, in coming out and doing this. Yeah. Well, see what we can get, because maybe one day they'll be really, really nice and let us use some facilities that they have and have more space. Indeed. Indeed. So yes. we have our 15. Uh, we have the 15 scares that we intend to build. We have a general idea of what our layout is going to be. Now it's time to take that and start applying it to um, the actual space that we have available and try to make it fit in that available space. So that is what I am <laughs> going to be doing now over the next couple of weeks as I try to flush out what our layout is going to look like. That is, I think, our episode. Couple of things I want to talk about before we close up. First and foremost is Fear Expo. Fear Expo did their second or did a second event. Um, they called it the Halfway to Haunting event back in the early part of April. We were a part of it. It was a lot of fun. Awesome, awesome classes that I highly recommend you go and check out at fearexpo.com. But even bigger, they have announced a 
another event starting today. Today being May 1st when this episode is being released. It is the Mayhem of Madness. All throughout the month of May, every single day, there is going to be some kind of event happening on the Fear Expo website. And it's all kinds of different events. They are going to have absolutely completely free classes taught by some of the biggest names in the hunt industry every single freaking day not actually it's i think it's monday tuesday wednesday they have classes happening thursdays they're doing vendor spotlights haunting you is going to be participating in these vendor spotlights along with some other uh haunting podcasts every thursday night live so if you want to see us make a fool of ourselves live definitely tune in (laughs) because we've never done a live show before no, we have not. <laughs> oh, dear. That means we have to behave ourselves. I know. Right? Only so much. Friday nights, Emma Von Zombie is teaming up with Steve Fielder. They are hosting Tales from the Dark Side. I don't know if they are. Oh, they're hosting a, uh, a haunt actors round. Well, I don't even know what to call it. They're hosting a talk show with haunt actors where they're going to be telling stories and just having a lot of fun. Definitely tune in, tune in Friday nights. Uh, check it out. It, will, it is going to be a blast. And then there, I think I mentioned all the classes. So classes, our show, uh, Emma's show, all kinds of, it's, there's just too much. I can't even believe how much is happening at Fear Expo over the month of May. Go check out their website, fearexpo.com, one word, and sign up, log in, and you will be notified of all of the cool stuff that is happening throughout the month of May. Uh, Les, you want to do a quick roundup of our social media, and then I think we call it a day. I think so. Yes, social media. We have some. Um, we can be found on Facebook at facebook.com slash haunting you. Uh, we can be found on Twitter at haunting universe one. Uh, we are on Instagram at haunting university. Yes. 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 Haha. And for those of you who just found us and want to listen to more of our podcasts, we are now at yeesh, almost 40 of them. Um, I mean, we, almost. This is number 41. This is 41. Oh, wow. We've passed 40. Hey, go Maybe us. this is 40. <laughs> I think this is... I've lost track. <laughs> Either way, if you're interested in finding and listening to more of our podcasts and listening to um, episode 13, where we initially talk about our room design, and you can see how you know we've modified things as we've learned and, and moved forward, uh, all of our podcasts can be found on Podbean. And pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. That um, is that is absolutely accurate. We are basically everywhere now. iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, um, Podbean is the one that we host all our stuff on. Uh, but it broadcasts to Stitcher and Twitch and Amazon and Pandora and whatever you like to listen to podcasts on, you can find us there now. But definitely go check out our website at hauntingyou.com because that is where you will see everything that we do. Uh, I highly recommend the events page because the events page shows all of the conventions and things that are coming up, uh, which shows which ones are free, which ones are not um, with all their dates. And we are updating that as we get uh, updates from the convention owners themselves. Uh, beyond the events page, you can also see our Hunter's Ghoul Box and read about the Haunting You method, which is the method that we use to put together all of our haunts in a step-by-step, hitting um, a step-by-step process of all of the things we think about as we're putting together our haunts. And then, of course, if you like what we're doing, if you appreciate uh, the efforts that we're putting in, please check out the podcast swag page on our website because there you can uh, order 
cool things that have the Haunting You logo from uh, Redbubble, and we make like three or four dollars off of, or less, three or four dollars off the more expensive items. Uh, but we make a couple bucks off of anything that you buy, and it helps us to fund the podcast. Everything that we do is absolutely completely free, but it does cost us money to host the webpage and uh, host all the web, host all the episodes. And so, if you appreciate what we're doing, go get some swag and help us keep it doing it. If you don't want swag and you want to become a partner other ways, we will happily take your money. Check out the partners page. And you can see how we partner with Home Haunts uh, and other haunters to uh, keep bringing you the content that you appreciate. And then lastly, go check out our YouTube page because I'm having a ton of fun putting together tutorial videos as I'm building props. Subscribe to our YouTube page and you will be kept abreast of all of the new things that we are posting there. Which might at some point this summer include tutorials where you guys get to watch me fumble my way through learning how to do airbrush makeup. If nothing else, there's gonna, I intend to be putting up videos of, uh, especially once we get into the haunt season, there'll be videos of us doing things like building the crypt and Leslie painting people to get ready for the big night. All that will end up on our uh, our YouTube channel as well. So go subscribe. Help, help us get to 1,000 subscribers. We've got like 25 right now. Help us get up there. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I will greatly appreciate it. So anything else, Les? I think that about covers it. I think that covered it pretty thoroughly. John, for, we miss you. We do miss you. John is uh, taking a break for a while while he um, deals with his you know, newborn son. And we just really can't argue against it. So uh, enjoy your time off, and but we look forward to having you back because we have a lot more fun when you're around. Yes, we do. So from all of us here at Haunting You, John included, stay safe, get building, and happy haunting. Bye, everybody. <laughs> you do that so well. <laughs> haunting You is a production of the Rocky Mountain Home Haunters, LLC. All audio clips and sound effects are used under a Creative Commons attribution or public domain license from Purple Planet Music at www.purple-planet.com or the Sound Bible at soundbible.com. Please see our Facebook page for more information on all the clips used in this episode. Haunting University can be reached via Facebook at www.facebook.com slash haunting you with the letter U or on Twitter using the handle at haunting univer one that's haunting u-n-i-v-e-r one be sure to check out our new page on Podbean at www.hauntingyou.podbean.com <laughs>